1: Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Welcome to the big time. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. You know your damn role and shut your damn mouth. Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the. We are pretty deadly. Yes boy.
0: Yes boy. Hello, my name is Ila Dragunov. Dragonoff, the star. Bang,
2: the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling podcast.
0: Listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C and Moran at your service. It's the OG lineup of the pod for this audio only picks of the week special. No Chino, no Emil ASH, no Rowan ASH. So. It's gonna be a faster episode than usual just because there's two of us on this episode. Uh, before we get to our picks of the week, as always, naman slate natin. How about we get some plugs? Let's start off with the Patreon. Uh... Uh, department Where You know You can be part of our Growing Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patron community You've got your yes. Pasabays yeah. Which should be happening uh, In about a few months When the When, when the sales happen Pag Black Friday uh, You'll also have Viewing parties That we bring to you For all of the big shows Well not, not SummerSlam We'll talk about that In a bit And of course You can be part of A community on Discord In which we talk about Sports Music Fashion TV uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer For those who've already seen it Um I'm going to be bowing out of that uh, discussion Muna, since I haven't. And everything else in between that you'd like to talk about on top of all of the wrestling that's going on all around the world. And you can be part of that very uh, fun and supportive community for as low as $5 or about 260 270 pesos pera natin. So go ahead and join the fun over on Patreon.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast.
2: All right, so we have a SummerSlam viewing party coming up. I know you were asking. I know you wanted to have a live viewing party, especially we didn't have one for Money in the Bank. But it's uh, back in U.S. time. We're having it in Detroit, Ford Field. And uh, we're doing this live at Skinny Mike Sports Bar in BGC, August 6th. That's Sunday. Uh, Doors open at 6.30 a.m. All you got to do to get into the show, into the party is head over to snack.ph slash Geek Talk, Ph. that's s-n-a-c-k-p-h uh, dot p-h slash ph tickets are at 400 pesos early bird we're only selling them online until july 30 that is later this week and this weekend as well so uh if you're thinking of getting the um cheaper prices please after july 30 you will have to buy it at the door 500 pesos Got no choice here. So uh, if you've been thinking of watching the show with us live, you want to witness um, main event Jey Uso possibly take the Universal WWE Undisputed Championship against Roman Reigns, from Roman Reigns, rather, and maybe get see Finn Balor take the uh, World Heavyweight Championship from Seth Rollins with us, with a whole bunch of people, with your friends from uh, us, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, and your favorite TikTokers from Geek Talk PH to Legend Dennis, uh, Galactic Shark, and the whole crew. It's right there um, at Skinny Mike Sports Bar on August 6th. You get a free iced tea as well with your ticket purchase. And if you're not uh, near the area, if you find that that's too far for you, our friends over at Hobby Stadium also have a SummerSlam viewing party over there at Hobby Stadium, uh, New Manila, Quezon City. It's free. You can get in for free. Let's buy some food and drinks from them. It's it's early in the morning. So you uh, breakfast uh, from them is really, really good. Like uh the coffee helped me stay up during a night of champions. So I vouch for that. So wherever you are in the metro, wherever uh wherever is more convenient for you, there are always options as we watch SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer, live on August 6th.
0: We're going to see you there. Really looking forward to having all of you um, over at Skinny Mike's BGC or over at Hobby Stadium if uh, you want to join our friends over in New Manila. Alright, uh, let's get to our picks of the week. I'm going to start with mine since we're going to go uh, chronological for this week's edition. And I'm going to pick something that might not be on your radar. And uh, it's the WWE on The Weakest Link. So first off, yes, my Weakest Link. They actually rebooted the show at the height of the pandemic. So uh, in 2020, they shot it. Then since 2021, there's been a new season every year. And it's hosted by Jane Lynch. That Jane Lynch from Glee. Uh, It's a lot of fun, especially for me. I grew up watching game shows like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and The Weakest Link. And every time there's a crossover between things I love like wrestling, and The Weakest Link, I'm all over that So um, just so you know, Mereding, uh Weakest Link episode featuring WWE wrestlers all the way back in 01 or 02, yep. Edge was there Bubba Ray was there, Booker the T was, was there, there yeah. The Big Show, uh, I believe Terry Runnels was also there So it's nice to see an updated version Of that playing out on TV and uh, this one was really fun just because of the banter between everyone who was involved. So it was Seth and Becky, all three members of The New Day, Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair, and The Miz. And I, I just love the banter. Even though, you know, they kind of kept it kayfabe. Uh, very playful pa rin yung batuhan nila. And one of my favorite bits throughout the thing was... Whenever they would not be able to answer anything, their default answer would be Delaware. So apparently, my strategy daw palayon. Now they're hoping that they're gonna hit it at some point. So Delaware, la Delaware instead of saying pass or I don't know. So that was uh, kind of weird.
2: I I didn't quite understand that strategy, so I just picked up. Okay, this is their uh, word for I don't know. So mm. uh, um, that was fun. I have fond memories of watching the weakest link of the Philippines, starring Ed Manzano as the host. Yep. Um, I found this uh, particular episode of The Weakest Link too light, but <laughs> you know The Weakest. If you watch The Weakest Link, uh, you would know that it's super tense. But yeah. Everyone is literally on their toes because they, they've been made to distrust each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, Champred, you work with each other, you know each other, so um, you can't really foster that distrust. But champion there were so politics as. Um, Seth and Becky were allowed to stay as a power couple. That was the new day it was literally left in the game as a voting block that let them run all the way to the finals uh, between Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. So it a bad move to have done because they really should have voted Kofi out in the first round. Um, it was funny. Uh, it's really entertaining. Um, I didn't feel like I was watching a 45 minute show. Uh, I found myself actually laughing out loud in the banter the chemistry. So that was a pretty fun episode of The Weakest Link. I know that... Um... You know the host is supposed to be bitchier than how Jane Lynch was. I I know yeah. you said that uh, she usually is when um, it's more regular people.
0: Yeah, regular so, people just uh, yung mga sumasali lang talaga. Uh, I, yeah. I watched kasi all the other episodes right from 2021 pa, so yeah. I was also surprised that she kind of took it easy on the yeah. WWE superstars. Oh, very
2: very comedic. Sya, whereas you know Edu Manzano was a dick uh, <laughs> to, to people here. I, I remember the radio DJ's episode. Um, that was a classic one for me. Um, actually, wish me get it to in. I don't know how many paren get it to Pilipinas. No, no, uh, not here. I would love to have a uh, wrestling version of it. <laughs> I know in some companies, you might, you know, the actual tension in the air would lead to some uh, unkind situations outside of the show. But, you know, it is what it is. It's good um, if you're well adjusted, you know, it would all be in good fun
0: if you're familiar with the game or the premise of The Weakest Link, uh, you just have to get eight correct answers in a row and you have to form a chain to win the round, right? And in two different rounds, the wrestlers actually got nine consecutive answers. So even mm. Jane Lynch was frustrated that they were so impatient, bank, sila nang bank, so uh, they couldn't no, run the chain.
2: To be fair, uh, it really was unpredictable. Like, some of them would get this, the easiest question's wrong, so gets gonna back. Okay, you gotta bank. I someone's gonna fuck it up. Like Kofi was fucking it up every now and then. Uh, Big E was especially fucking it up. So, uh, gets go back to the bank, them bank. I say you. Not every question can be a softball like Becky Lynch gets.
0: Yeah, she she was actually perfect through her first what, eleven or twelve questions, so that was oh. uh, kind of cool as well. So there, uh, go check it out. I'll uh, post a link because Medrada legit, but it's also a very clear stream of the uh, that episode of the Weakest it Link. It could
2: fool me. Uh, I thought it was like an official uh, broadcast from the from the network. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was not. Uh, so they they were on there because of the NBC and Peacock hookup, and yeah. it was not an NBC Peacock link that I sent you. <laughs> so oh. we'll post that on social media. WWE on the Weakest Link from last week really fun stuff especially if you love game shows and wrestling all right let's go over to raw where china's pick of the week comes from and he picked the Viking Rules match Between Alpha Academy And of course The Viking Raiders No confused was confused Because Viking Rules Wasn't really defined Even though As the match played out You could kind of see now it was basically A no DQ match And probably My false count anywhere Elements It was good uh, Fun violence That had a bit of everything uh, It was definitely Sports entertaining By the moments where uh, Maxine would get her jacket back And she would fly off The top rope And then Maxine and Valhalla Had that table spot uh, but you know, it, it was also really silly because of all the props like the shields and the longboat. Uh, but all in all, it, it was a great showcase for both teams, which had the big, meaty guys in Ivar and Otis jumping around like cruiserweights. So um, I'm going to co sign Tina here. I thought that the Viking Rules match was a lot of fun as well.
2: Yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, they worked really hard um, on that match. But on um, Woba, we said, okay, Collision had a one hour t- tag title match. So we'll do the same. We'll have two good tag team matches on this show so that was pretty good um they got a decent amount of time as well for a largely comedic uh tag team feud um i don't know uh, people war machine fans would probably be sad at how um how different the team is in the wwe now but i'm we're making that much money who cares right yeah uh also surprised that nobody picked the main event of, of this episode of raw but um
0: well, I picked it originally better the uh, weakest link happened so I, I uh, had to switch.
2: the uh, consensus na natin.
0: a So yeah this was
2: a fun match. I um, really enjoyed it. Um Inya yeah, you come into it with no expectations because it's a Viking rules match and then the that just apparently meant no DQ in a Viking theme. But um it is a lot of fun. The crowd, the Atlanta crowd is also pretty hot. So um that goes a long way in making, you know, the perception of this match uh go up.
0: Yeah. So there, uh, go check that one out in case you haven't seen uh, Raw from the last couple of weeks. Some good stuff on both episodes. Uh, let's round out the first half with Emile Spick, which is from Dynamite. And it's the finals of the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament between MJF and Adam Cole and the team of Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. So we mentioned being sports entertained, Ito ren, very sports entertaining, just because of the dance off, even the pre-match vignette where Adam Cole and MJF were being low-key racist at the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> uh, but okay, fine, bibigay ko kay meal. It was kind of funny. Uh, and then when they finally hit the double clothesline, uh, it meant something. I they were building it up, ba? Right? Even though at the heart of it, it's just a double clothesline, like such a simple move, pero nagpop talaga in crowd because of the way that they. They made it a call and response type of thing, and you conditioned the people to really want to see MJF and Adam Cole do the double clothesline. Sabi ni Emil na he doesn't really want to extend this match, even though Ikawro you actually want for MJF and Adam Cole to team up longer, maybe even win the titles. Emil doesn't feel the same way. Uh, yeah, he, he it's doesn't. Fun. I don't know. Uh, you know I, I can't speak for our young buck, but he doesn't feel the same way.
2: Um, the metric of the last week, um, I, I mentioned that I wanted Adam Cole to be the one to turn on yeah. MJF because you know, uh, Max being human is really fun because it's as we mentioned before when he um had a prior feud that teased him being a human being, a human babyface. But i um, that's the most compelling I've ever seen him in his whole time in the limelight as a, a major league wrestler, so um we're close to that happening again and i really really want to see it and i think there is a good you know window of time that we can still have this uh mjf adam colt team without it being uh you know too much it, it, we're, we're only at the tip of the iceberg this is um this is only the surface of what they can do especially if they win the championships although i know much um FTR is like on their last run but it's so crazy because say hey, FTR got almost booed because MJF and Cole were so popular and the chemistry was so undeniable so so wrong. it would be insane if you don't capitalize on this just because you are telling um a longer term story and this is the opposite of how I felt about Cody Rhodes losing at Wrestlemania uh as for the match itself sorry but we've gone into the creative territory yeah but as for the match itself uh my favorite story was mjf finally hitting a suicide dive <laughs> um, you yung in kasi must uh understandable the story for me and for a lot of people more than the double clothesline spot like yes um they've been waiting to hit the double clothesline for weeks now but uh, the fact that they incorporated the mini story of mjf not doing a dive until and then it turns out that he doesn't do the dive because he thinks he can't do the dive and not because he's trying to piss people off by cutting off the dive. So that was pretty fun. And then to see him overcome, overcome quote unquote, his fear of <laughs> uh, suicide diving was pretty cathartic. And I think um, to me, this tag match stole the show in no the blood and gust episode, which is kind of sad to say that was your big, uh, big special episode about the big violent match. that only comes once a year. And then, fucking MJF and Adam Cole stole it with their story. So um, that goes along... That goes to show you that you have magic here in this uh, pairing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Shout out as well to Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia who played their parts well. Uh, uh The dancing was great. Uh, I, I really was sports entertained, oh. and it's nice to see that post match bit with Chris Jericho. Now he was very disappointed yeah, yeah, in the yeah. two yeah. of them. So clearly, my development at least, hindi sila just because they're not the focal point of any huge stories right now. So I, I want to see.
2: I want to see ines with with the whole sport, sports entertainment thing about the dance thing. Like they literally went for it, and like it's a big fuck you to everyone who is a hardcore fan of AEW because yeah. I thought AEW was the uh, was the work rate show and you know the 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 serious wrestling show. Then turns out your 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 top champion, the guy you've been rooting for this entire time, and Adam Cole, the guy you've been wanting to see uh succeed in WWE, they're all in on this uh, sports entertainment shit. So I want to see um how many got pissed off over that.
0: Uh, I, I'd like to drink their vitriol and hatreds because it was so fun. Like I, I don't understand why we can't have both. Right? <laughs> it's it's wrestling. Wrestling is sports entertainment. So you know, uh, I I don't see what the big deal is at this point. It's One last. <laughs> One last point here, uh, going back to creative. I mean, if if Tony Khan can book a match between Pac and Gravity, I hope he can consider uh, just extending this tag team run just because of the clamor that some corners of the internet have clearly oh uh, displayed.
2: I have right? thoughts about the Pac and Gravity matchup on
0: Thursday. So yes, yeah, so, yeah, let's save it for Thursday then.
2: <laughs> Not in a bad way, but I'm it. Bo- <laughs> we're
0: going to take a break and we're going to save that for the live stream uh, up On the other side, you've got the second half of our picks of the week, which includes another consensus pick. And that's right after this word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. And we're back with more of our picks of the week. Let's go over to SmackDown and talk about Rowan's, which is Charlotte Flair versus EO Sky. Uh, So I was reading reports over the weekend that this match was supposed to be EO Sky versus Zelina Vega. And then there were some precautions about COVID-19. So they pulled Zelina from the Uh, show and replaced her with Charlotte Flair. So I don't know if you guys ran into that uh, report. I know. I I
2: didn't see that. Mm. But... It was crazy because, um, you know, No knock on Zelina said so she's uh, way experienced. Better. Uh, um, this was a really good match. Um, it wasn't like it, the crowd wasn't as hot for it, uh, unfortunately, as they were for the opening four-way. But uh, they were really good. Like they got time. Like they they got fifteen time. minutes. Yeah, fifteen minutes. That's a long time. And I, whenever I thought, "No, okay, it, it has to end soon," they were they were still going. Um, nor uh, Rowan is right uh, he he mentioned this on his uh SmackDown review, which I only got around to posting earlier today, but he he mentioned that the matches got time, and there were only like four or five matches this episode, and then because of that, they all got time and to me when i when I saw that when i when I observed that, I felt like, okay, uh imagine a threat and collision because um collision has been doing the same, or the original formula now. Um, less matches and then more more uh, ring time, right? So you you get more of the meat with uh with a, an, an edited card. You know you don't cram too many people in, and um, they just delivered. And it's sad because, um, again no knock on Zelina, but it would have been different if it was Zelina against eop and uh, you kind of um proved then again why for someone like Charlotte is a uh, valuable asset. To any women's division, no matter how how you feel about her, and then Io siempre, Io is more than deserving of of that um, of that big opportunity whenever that comes.
0: Yeah, the longer the match went, the longer I actually thought that Io might actually win, and then I had to remember, now, no, they can't have Io beating Charlotte when she's being set up for this three way at SummerSlam. Uh-huh. So it, you're at a point where neither wrestler could really afford the loss. So, na na someone has to lose here, and it has to be EO Sky, unfortunately. So, lang talaga. Yeah. Um, diba, uh, at at yeah. this point, we're, we're past complaining about like no, who wins and who loses. Th- the thing about
2: that, is um when people used to complain about who lost. Um, you know, when when you, when somebody big, somebody reportedly pushing loss, uh, loses rather. Um, that usually happened in the Vince era. Now you you lose after like a five or six minute match, about. So here it was a hard fought match. That was they even got rid of the whole Bailey thing by having um, by interweaving the Shotzi story, about. So yeah, um, what what you got, what we got was a competitive matchup where um, Io didn't look weak. It just so happened that Charlotte was a better woman at this point in time, at in this particular Friday.
0: Yeah, on that note of interweaving stories, and then Rowan also saw that. Uh, Charlotte you know, being on her uh, run towards Asuka's championship and Io trying to prove herself as Miss Money in the Bank and then the uh, sabotage or not sabotage in plus the Shotzi mm, story. Yeah. So that was uh, pretty good. And then um, a special shout-out to Rowan's favorite spot of the match, which, which was Charlotte <laughs> hitting the cartwheel la- uh Cartwheel, cartwheel lariat. lariat. Or what he calls the bat malungkot ang besiko lariat. So, <laughs> uh, n- nice to incorporate our local memes in that one. So there, yep. uh, Charlotte Flair versus EO Sky from SmackDown. Um, our last individual pick is from Roe, and this one is from this year's Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view from Ring of Honor.
2: Yeah, uh, about the show, I know that you know Ring of Honor has been relegated to the New Dark. Nang AEW pero, uh, when they go on pay per view, God, the, the it's legit, you know. Um, it just sucks because there are there are so many people that Tony Khan crams into the show that it's hard to keep up with. But um, this one they nailed it. Like, uh it every now and then apparently Ring of Honor feels like <laughs> a legit brand again, a legit company again. And um, I my pick for this is Katsuyori Shibata versus um. Uh, Daniel Garcia for the pure championship because it's only 15 minutes um, I am a big Shibata fan as you guys know and I'm also a big Garcia fan so this, they delivered the match that I expected of them uh, Garcia even brought in his hip thrusting dancing gimmick so um, never gets a, old there is a spot there where he literally does that to Shibata and then your final spot is um, him in the sleeper to set up for the PK. And then he still finds it in him to do the hip thrusts. So uh, it is uh, ridiculous and crazy. And uh, everything that, you know, you might want in a sports entertainer, like Daniel Garcia going up against a super serious, no nonsense guy like uh, Shibata. So, you know, it's a good intro, I think to ring of honor and what they're all about, especially if you don't want to watch like 20 minute matches, but um, just to add to that, uh, The entire last hour of the show is really, really good. Um, they main evented with Willow versus Athena, which is huge because that's never been done before in Ring of Honor. Um, two women and then two black women, big time. And then Claudia. Tony Khan Khan
0: prioritizing women's wrestling. Oh my Uh, god! Only
2: because the rest of like only one other match was women's was a women's match. So, parang okay. He's been doing that lately. Like he did that on Rampage then with Statlander and Shafir. So, parang on Okay, just because I'm only doing one women's match a show, I'm gonna put this on. I'm gonna do this for the main event more. So, parang um, he thinks he can slip one past us, but uh, uh, you know, I see you. I see what you're trying to do. But uh, really, really, really good. If you have time, uh, I know there's a lot of wrestling to watch, but uh, if you're an AW fan at least and you don't know what's going on over at ROH, um, the last hour is really, really good.
0: Yeah, uh, what surprised me with this match is how Game Shibata was to do the sports entertainment shit. Like I never thought he would be the type of uh, wrestler, na, you know, would be down to put up with uh, the antics of someone like a an Orange Cassidy or a Daniel Garcia. So, nakakatuwa to see him in that type of environment and like you look of legitimate confusion on his face was basically the voice of every other wrestling fan who was watching <laughs> this for the Shibata stuff. So, th- that was pretty cool and then seeing Shibata forcing Garcia's body to submit to his will and to just sit there, for like a good five seconds, that really cracked me up. So good job to both guys because I really um, enjoyed this this match.
2: Yep, that is the major uh, hipster pick, but I think it's very very accessible, especially if you're you know updated them AEW.
0: Yeah, worth it. Man, a good way to spend fifteen minutes, at least for me, in a, a de- definitely busy uh, Tuesday as we're recording this. All right, let's close things out with our consensus pick of the week, and that was the main event from last week's episode of Monday Night Raw. That's the Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So first off, before we break it down, uh, let's acknowledge that Kevin Owens is uh, reportedly legitimately injured. Uh So that's why if you're watching Rohanina, he wasn't in action, barely got physical. Uh, wala pang balita on how bad the injury is or if it'll keep him out of action. So, wala ring balita on how that affects his plans for SummerSlam and, and beyond. Right? So let's leave that there because lang ang And as we're recording this on Tuesday night. Um, but the match itself was great because that finish was a very fun clusterfuck. And I know when, whenever we say clusterfuck, usually it means kalat. But this time around, all of the moving parts were, were able to weave so many different stories together. From uh, Raquel and Rhea, the Women's Tag Team Championships being lost by Sineliv live and Raquel. To uh, Finn and... Um, how he yung interactions now with Sina Damian and Dominic and of course exactly. the actual match happening in the ring Seth Rollins, thank you for reminding me, also interfering uh, to take out Finn Balor simula no Simulapalang. So So many stories were really weaved into this main event match and it all made sense Like you couldn't complain just because of how it was all logical from top to bottom So that was a very fun main event on a stacked Monday Night Raw
2: yeah, when you overbook something, usually WWE is really good at overbooking things, and that's why you have like really good Roman Reigns matches. So uh, they nailed it here again. And the thing is, uh, I, I don't know if we touched if we touched on it last week, but uh, uh, the six man tag that they had on last on the previous week's episode of Raw, uh, it wasn't bad. I, I didn't think it was bad because they still executed, but Champrey. The, the people involved weren't happy about it because there were a lot of missed, missed spots, miscues, cues, um, timing issues. So I can see why they wouldn't be happy. But, you know, um, on that level, they were still able to put out a really watchable match. And then this match um, was them trying to make up for it. And then they really, really did. And I think it um, they were able to do that because um, uh, they credited the whole um, disaster from the previous week to Vince changing things at the last minute. And I think this one um, did not change. They, they kept the plan intact all throughout the show. So they were able to do whatever they needed to do. Everything that they wrote down, I would assume, uh, they kept in and managed to execute it. So that's why it's so, so good. And I guess it helps that uh, it's a tag team match instead of a six man tag. I, uh, um, it uh, There is a little less complication, a little less complexity on that end and you know it's just really really good but um, to, the, to the point of the injury I don't think uh, they'll be ending up on the card even though they should because um, I feel like the tag team championship story right now is a TV story than it is a pay-per-view story so there is that for Kevin Owens but it is unfortunate you know it is unlucky it happens at this level when you're wrestling every night almost every night and voila. um I think he's got a good match out of it right <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely agree. Um, you know, uh, prayers up for Kevin Owens. I hope that he's able to recover as soon as possible. If there's a spot for him on the card, that would be great. But uh, hopefully not at the risk of worsening yung injury. Um, what I'm reading from you rumors as of today is that Baha nine matches yung card ng SummerSlam. So it might include oh, an LA Knight match I don't know how they're going to put him in there But uh my my whispers and rumors about LA Knight still being involved Even though he lost yung, uh four-way on SmackDown yeah. uh I, I know a lot of you have thoughts on that Especially those of you who are really rooting for an LA Knight Championship run in 2023 We'll probably save that for the live stream Naren. So it gives you another reason to catch us on Thursday right? So 7pm on Thursday on Facebook and on YouTube just look for us It's The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast um, As we get out of here uh, Please make sure to follow us On all of our social media p- uh, pages We're still not on threads And until we can fix that uh, yep. uh, 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 We're on whatever the hell Twitter is now And on TikTok At Wrestling2xPod And individually you can follow us It is at MondayNightRowan At Gina Supersized At EML underscore Meister At Rose war And at underscore Stancy Thank you very much To Babyface producer Jasper And all the other producers At PNA For all of the work That they do behind the scenes We'll catch you on Thursday On behalf of Ro Moran My name is Stan C Saying thank you very much For checking out The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Stay safe Stay healthy And don't be a dick Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Out Bye bye Peace